welcome to another meeting of the After School Anime Club. My name is Max Newland, I'm your host today, and with me today, as always, are two of my co-hosts and the illustrious chapter co-presidents. First of all, he's still looking for his place in the sun, it's Max Kostrak. Where is it? How do I get there? What's going on? Hello. Hi. Uh, she's not special because all women are special. It's Stevie Matos. Yes. What's going on? I said, hey. Hey. What's going on? I'm so glad to be back here. Listener, you don't know, but it, it's been a week. We took a week off um, for travel, vacations, all kinds of stuff. But we're back in the saddle. We watched a couple episodes of Outlaw Star. And sure I have promised these two... Uh, a very normal experience today. I and we trust that. Oh, no. I put my faith in Max Newland to give me a normal I, game. Uh, that means it's going to be chaotic, and I'm scaled. Not scared, I'm scaled. It's a little chaotic, uh, but it's not going to be nearly as chaotic as the last game, because I actually did think through all the rules uh, ahead of time <laughs> to make sure that they weren't weird and stupid. But uh, anyway, uh, I, you know, I feel like while we're here, we might as well just get right into it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, so today's I have a game for you called Express Shipping. Kudos on the title. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm also terrified. Oh, no. This is easy. This is going to be so easy. Um, and in fact, this is our first it's collaborative not the game. I'm not afraid of the difficulty. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be absolutely unhinged. It, it'll be what? a little unhinged. We'll get there. Uh, this is our first collaborative game on After School Anime Club. Uh, it's oh. you two versus me. Oh. I'm going to kill you. And yes, you're going to kill me. That's your mission if you can. The rules are simple. I will offer you two pairings. Your goal is to identify the pairing that has more fix on archive of our own. That's oh, it. Yes. Okay. Okay. There's one thing I want to go over before we do this, which is that there are two kinds of pairings that get tagged on this website. Uh-huh. Slash. We're talking about romance. We're talking about sex. We're talking about intimate relations. Okay. The term. If we if if the if, if the if it's character and character. We're talking about friendship, a platonic relationship, you okay. know, okay. okay, bonding that is not sexual. Okay. So like I said, you guys are working together. I've put some more questions in this because I figured we'd go pretty quick through it. Okay. Yeah, let's burn through these. Oh my so God. So here we go. Your first contest is between Gene Starwind slash Melfina from Outlaw okay. Star. Okay. Versus Gene Starwind slash Fred Lowe. <laughs> okay, this is, this is tough. Oh God. This is actually tough because I do feel my gut. The shippers says are unhinged. It's Starwind and Fred Lowe. Oh, here, here's my question. Here's what's gonna and and Stevie, you've somewhat recently watched Outlaw Star. Does yes. Fred Lowe come back or is he just this episode? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he comes back. I'm pretty sure he comes back. I think I think it's Starwind Fred Lowe. <laughs> Stevie, I'm willing to hear out an argument though. We're collaborating. I, I'm I only I only want to go with Starwind with Starwind Mulfina because that's the less gross option. 
<laughs> so you have more gross. faith in <laughs> online than I, I know, do. I know. I have less faith in online. That's what my heart <laughs> wants. But I'm gonna say <laughs> it's Starwind in front low, and I'm gonna vomit okay. doing it. We're we're going for Gene slash Fred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um. Well, fortunately, that's actually incorrect. Oh, thank God. Oh. <laughs> Gene slash Melfina has, uh, has slightly more pairings. Uh, now, here's the weird thing. Slightly? Archive of, <laughs> only slightly, but here's the thing. Um, Outlaw Star predates Archive of Our Own. Okay. Oh. So a okay. lot of the fix that, that existed for Outlaw Star are, for better or for worse, lost to time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so okay. the 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 database that we're pulling from when it comes to Outlaw Starfix is actually quite small. So a, okay. both of these are are single digit numbers. Okay, got it. Okay, right, we're gonna be a little bit more practical. We're gonna yeah. Get okay, this. good. Now we now we know what we're what we what parameters we have. I, I think this is going to throw a wrench into your plan. Oh fuck, <sighs> shit. Because uh, here's here's pairing number two. It's Jim Hawking slash uh oh Ed from Cowboy Bebop <laughs> versus. <laughs> Okay. Jim Hawking and Asia Clan Clan. Okay, both of these are problems. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Not Jim I'm gonna, and Asia. Remember, that's a friendship. And pairing. okay, okay. Oh, oh, and Asia. Okay, yes, okay. This person. is like friendship, hanging out, bonding non-sexually. And what was the first one again? Ed slash Ed slash Jim. Yes. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. Oh no! I'm gonna go with Ed slash Jim. I'm gonna say it's okay. probably Ed slash Jim because I just look. If we're not gonna trust the internet, they're about the same age. Let's keep this moving. I agree with Stevie's gut here. What's our answer, Newland? Oh boy. Uh, it's Jim and Asia, unfortunately. <gasps> really? I'm so glad we're yeah. losing. Yeah, me too. Because I'm. I'm assuming the worst of the internet right now. <laughs> they get into semantics later on. They become buddies um, in the show. So there's some basis for this. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to move away from Outlaw Star. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Opening this up is doors. what this list was for. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. For context listeners, uh, Newland <laughs> did ask us for some of our favorite animes, which I guess he's now going to spoil for us. <laughs> Ruin. Oh, my God. But you know what? I'm, I'm proud because there's some... There's some animes that I listed that I'm like, man, if the internet pulls ships for these, it's going to be a test if I, one, remember what anime they're from, and two, damn, Newland, you hunted. I will I've got you- some fun little surprises for you. Oh, holy boy. shit. Okay. Oh, shit. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Number three, Ryoko slash Tenshi versus Ryoko slash Aika. Oh, I, mean, I thought it was going to be okay. <laughs> that, that short one, that, uh, that short circuited my brain for a second. I'm just like, so I'm like, okay, are we going for hate fucking or are we going for? <laughs> there is actually a, um, there's an episode of Tenshi Universe where, um, and this happens in an AU where, Ryoko and Ayaka do accidentally get hit with a love spell. Yes, it happens. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm willing to say the one with more hits is Ayaka slash Ryoko. I'm going to agree what with What do that. you think? That's where my gut's okay. taking me. I just, I feel like it's way more, come on, yeah. come on. My gut has not won yet, but I'm nah. still following it because I trusted <laughs> myself. I'm sorry, it's Ryoko slash Tenshi. Really? Yeah, how basic. Yeah. The internet is not as weird as you all seem to think it is. Yeah, I get. You know well, what? I think. You know what? We're not playing this enough, like Family Feud. 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> or are we? Because have you seen the family feud that um, That's true. <laughs> that Steve Harvey does nowadays? Yeah, I think we're it's just raunchy. Every, every single one has a penis in it and it's yeah. like <laughs> There's this great meme going around where uh it's Steve Harvey says, What if GBZ was still on TV? And the contestant says, Piccolo get iPhone. <laughs> I've not seen this. <laughs> Because uh, there is a shot of Piccolo FaceTiming with his granddaughter, Pan, and it's yeah. one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Because he holds his phone in a way that no one in the world has ever held a cell phone. I think my, before we, before we bought my other, my other favorite TikTok meme was from, um, was the Steve, have we heard the Steve Harvey soundbite where I think it was like, the euphemism is oral. And oh like, oh, I got to find it and I'll put it in the chat. I got to find it and I'll put it in the chat. But it was very, very funny. And it was, it, I think it took over black TikTok, but I'll show it to y'all later. It was very good. Please. <laughs> we'll move on while you're searching. Yes. Uh, number four is Ieka slash Tenchi versus Ieka slash Ranma from Ranma one half. Ooh, Kostak, this is you because I haven't seen I, Ranma I, in You a know minute. what? I, and maybe I'm just falling into Newland's little trap, but I think... <laughs> That it is Tenchi Aika because I'm going basic for this one. Yeah. I think it is more likely that there are, are pairings of that than than a cross series pairing. Uh, you would be correct. Okay, good. Because yes. I was going to say, I have a question, Crosstrack, because we got one. Because I was like, is, is, I haven't seen Ranma in a really long time. I was like, is that one the sad boy from Ranma and a half? I can't remember. Ranma's the, the bi gender. That's right. Switcher. I'm thinking of Aroni Kenshin. Anyway. Very different vibes. Very different Uh, vibes. Extremely (laughs) different different vibes. vibes. We're moving yet again into a different series. All right. This one may throw you for a loop because I was kind of surprised there's so much fan fiction. Okay. Number five. Vegeta slash Bulma versus Goku slash Chi Chi. Which canon ship is more popular? Oh. It's Vegeta Bulma. Yeah, it was like, it's going to be Vegeta Bulma. No, there's no question in my mind. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah, you guys got it. That was an easy one. Okay, thank God. Yeah. I would have yeah. flipped. <laughs> I, I bet there's not one Goku slash Chi-Chi. There's, there's nothing there. There's like, <laughs> the fact that they are canon is the only thing that is happening here. There is nothing there. <laughs> Nobody respects that relationship. <laughs> Even Goku, I feel like, forgets he's married sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Number six, we're sticking with Dragon Ball. Okay. Trunks slash Goten versus Goku slash Vegeta. I mean, again. I just want to say both of these are really popular. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Gonna give it to go. Uh, my 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 gut, Stevie, is is Goku Vegeta because again we're going with our most popular characters. I just feel like if anybody gets around in DBZ fandom, it's probably Vegeta. It's Vegeta. Vegeta. I say this with love because body counts no, are useless. He's fine. the he's look. He's the planetary bicycle. All right. Yeah. Vegeta. Vegeta fucks. Uh, yeah, you guys are correct. It's it's oh, yeah. slash Vegeta. I mean, it's so potent in the show. Like, yes. Now, can we do? Uh, I almost don't even want to get into this, but can we run a ratio? Is there a way for you to check tags and and determine who more often is top or bottom? <laughs> that would require some. 
That would require some more thorough analysis, I think. Okay. Curious. Look, we've talked a lot about Dragon Ball Z in the past for anybody who knows us. Yeah. And, you know, these are the questions. It's a relevant question. I am crying. It's relevant. I am crying. We need to see the tapes. Uh, we're halfway through the game. Oh, no. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm switching series again. Okay. This is, now we're doing One Piece. Yo. This is out of my depth. All right. Which is, which is more popular? Zoro and Sanji, mm. or Zoro slash Sanji. It's slash, it's slash. They would never be friends. You can't write them being friends. It doesn't work. I gotta go with Kaza. I don't know. I don't know anything about One Piece, so. He's spot on. Okay. 100%. He's I know it. One Zoro Piece. Slash Sanji. <laughs> you said it so with so much confidence. I was like. The fandom. Okay, so Zoro and Sanji in One Piece are, are like rivals, and okay. it's, it's a little bit of a toxic rivalry, um, and the fans reflect that really strongly. They would uh, never be friends. Is Sanji the one with the straw hat, the, the Gumby boy? No, no that's Sanji Luffy. is the chef who kicks oh, a Luffy. lot, and Zoro is the guy with three swords. Oh, okay, yes. I've seen, I've seen the pictures of the characters. I just don't know any of them. Except for Monkey D. Luffy. That's the only one I know. Monkey D. Luffy. I've got one from Cowboy Bebop for you. Okay, okay. let's go. Which is more popular, Spike slash Faye or Spike slash the person reading this fanfic? Oh, yeah, honestly. <laughs> the comedy honestly. answer is number two, right? <laughs> yeah, the one for Goops is two. <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of want to say it's two because... Because as somebody <laughs> whose entire, mm -hmm. the, who's, who, who wrote fan fiction specifically because her, okay. her sexual awakening was angsty boys, Spike is mm -hmm. definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. And I would mm -hmm. not be surprised if it's two. Is it two? I'll be mad if it's one. I'm going to go with Stevie on this one as the expert. Mm -hmm. Spike slash reader is less popular than Spike oh, slash what? Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Like they're cl yeah. they're clearly banging in this show. Like that's so boring. Why is the internet so basic? I'm gonna need y'all to get it together. Yeah, guys, can we get some more creative pornography, please? Yeah. Can, 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 hey, weirdo, weirdo stand up, please. Yeah, please. Where are you? Where are you? I know you're out there. Okay, okay. Both of you mentioned Full Metal Alchemist, so I put Full Metal Alchemist on here. Oh no. <laughs> Which has more hits, Roy slash Ryza or Roy slash Ed? Roy slash Ryza. I want to say Roy slash Ryza. I'm tempted to disagree. Okay. But I'm going basic. I'm going basic. No, yeah. Roy slash Ryza. Roy slash Ryza is the most popular ship in the Full Metal Alchemist tag bar. I, yeah, I believe that. Cause I, I was I, like, that's yeah. one of those things you see a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wonder how close it is. <laughs> it's it's not very close at all. It's okay, got like a hundred okay. on the next one. Uh, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Whew. I've got the battle of two friendships here. Oh, okay. Ed Elric and Winry or Ed Elric and Alphonse Elric. Hmm. I would say, I would say Ed Elric and Alphonse. I'm gonna agree with that. Ed and Winry are not very buddy buddy in the show. They're not, and like that's a that's a lot of stretching you've got to do. I mean, like Winry's cool, but isn't oh, it's been a minute since I've seen Brotherhood? But isn't Winry more like a low key, a high key, like big sister sitch to Ed and Alphonse? 
Well, remember, this is and pairings. These are both friendship pairings. No, I know, yeah. but that's what I'm saying, is that, like, she's oh, more okay, of a big okay. sister, and so, like, she's not really around much, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't see it, because, and here's the thing, if I just finished watching Full Metal, an episode of Full Metal Alchemist, my first thought is, I wish Ed and Al would just have a good time. Yeah, because they go through so much <laughs> trauma together. Yeah, they just yeah. go through so much. So that's, so, yeah, final answer. Yeah. Ed and Al. Well, I think you you guys identified exactly the poll here. Ed and Al is is the more popular one, oh. and it is probably exactly for that reason. I'm happy yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. Let these like, kids have fun, please. Yeah, truly, one of them doesn't have a whole corporeal form anymore. Please. Uh, we got two more. I pulled these both from um, One Punch Man because you all <laughs> both listed that one too. Let's go. <laughs> okay, which is which has more Genos slash the person reading this fanfic, or Saitama slash the person reading this fanfic. Oh. Who does the community want to have sex with more, Genos or Saitama? Genos is the pretty one, right? It's the robot, the robot. right? The cyborg? Oh, it's Genos. Genos is prettier than Saitama. Come on. I think, I, I think yeah, I think Saitama's too comedic, right? I would say Saitama, Saitama is too much of a sad bald man. Um, outside of punching things into the next dimension, I would say and you it's don't want Genos. him to make that okay face right after. Yeah, <laughs> no, and also, and also, <laughs> Genos, Genos is another one who I would put on the list of what was it called? The himbo, the himbo thing. He flashes hot white like Kronk. He's a good himbo. <laughs> You know, I was shocked by this one, just as shocked as you, you all are going to be when I revealed that it's Saitama slash Reader is more popular Ooh, really? than Geno slash Reader. Dad bods. Those are, those are moms writing that fanfic. It's okay, moms. Yeah, those are moms. We see you. Those you are moms. Would, uh, you would die. You would die. <laughs> I mean, technically okay, you die with Geno's too. He's got robot arms. He's a robot. We're going to finish off with uh, one final One Punch Man. Um, and this one is a test similar to one we've already done before. Genos slash Saitama or Genos and Saitama. Hmm. I say Genos and Saitama. From the show, I don't I don't think that the, the, the chemistry is there for Slash. I think it's and. I think it's and as well. The the chemistry is there, apparently, because it's Genos it. slash Saitama. How dare y'all senpai notice me <laughs> to Genos and Saitama? How? <laughs> I don't know myself. Um, it doesn't. It seems to defy all logic, and yet that's the beauty of online. That hurts. I thought I knew online a little bit better than I did, and you know, uh, now I'm realizing that I may have made some assumptions. I mean, I made some assumptions, and I'm going to stand by my biases. Y'all let me down. <laughs> I think you guys. I think you won. I think you won or we tied got with me. Four points. I was keeping. You tallies. got four points. Oh, dang. oh you're keeping I, score which, now. Looks like I won this round. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Darn. Sorry. So do we have to cut off the pinky of our right hand or left hand? Oh, no. You just have to live with the fact that you couldn't beat me at this game. <laughs> Here's Not the thing, yet. though. Here's the thing, though. We beat you at the last one, and the last one honestly made me sweat a lot more because I don't post on Facebook. <laughs> so, yeah. That would have been bad. I would have had to have updated my Facebook, which is the real crime. <laughs> I wanted to bring the bring the stakes down a little bit but still have some fun you know <laughs> oh i still stress sweated oh because i had yeah i had I'm to like, go back into my memory of like remembering stuff and i do drugs y'all like i was like man i don't know if i'm gonna remember this shit 
even when there are no stakes, these games are edge of my seat. <laughs> Absolutely, because I don't know what we're going to do. Then I've done my job. Yeah, they're so fun. <laughs> are we ready to talk about Outlaw Star? Boom, yeah, it's Outlaw Star time. I like that you're doing your own musical stings now. <laughs> it's just like always, uh, before uh, if you've never watched, if you never listened to this podcast, I don't know why you're starting with episode six, but uh, we always start with an with a summary of what we watched. And in episodes five and six of Outlaw Star, this is what happened. In episode 5, Beast Girl, ready to pounce, Jean brings the outlaw star back to Blue Heaven for a new paint job and a burner registration. Swanzo agrees to a bit of pro bono work and fills him in on Hilda's relationship with the K-Pirates, the Galactic Leyline, and the McDougals. On the way to their next meal, the crew is confronted by Asia Clan Clan, marooned by her people. After beating a quick retreat, Jim gets sent to buy ammo, and Jean's space phobia comes back with a vengeance. Melfina starts asking some big questions. Who am I? What does my existence mean? And Jean takes responsibility for her care and officially invites her on their quest. Their tender moment is interrupted, however, by Aisha once more, and we learn that not only are the Kataro Kataro strong, they're durable too. In fact, the only thing that can defeat her at this moment is a blood sugar crash. After a meal worthy of a shonen protagonist, she tries to start the fight again, and Jean fries her with caster shell number 12 in flagrant violation of Blue Heaven's no-guns rule. Back at the hangar, Jean goes over his plans to meet up with the arms dealer, Fred Lowe, whose company everyone seems to dread, and they set off once more for Sentinel-3, leaving Asia behind to clean up her mess. Episode 6, The Beautiful Assassin, opens with Jean making his first landing. It does not go well, but everyone survives. The plan? Hit up Fred ASAP, much to Jim, Gene and Jim's shared chagrin. Fred may be campy, but he's a shrewd businessman who needs payment up front. After the crew leaves, a mysterious visitor arrives. This is the assassin, Twilight Suzuka, who issues her signature ultimatum. Gene chances to wander back in at a critical moment, but his guns prove useless against her skills. The timer expires, and rather than finish a job late, she absconds. Fred and Jean strike a new bargain. Kill Suzuka, and the weapons you need are on the house. They don't have to wait long for their rematch, though. After fighting Suzuka on the streets of Sentinel-3, Jean pulls a Goku and takes the battle to a rocky wasteland, betting his life once more on his light shield. Disarmed of her Bokuto, Jean issues an ultimatum of his own. Lay off Fred, or your sword is toast. Ultimately, Jean spares her life and offers to become her main target. Mission complete, Jean's deal with Fred goes forward, but it's not as free as Jean thought. As the episode closes, Suzuka swears revenge. Let's start real quick with the fact that there are multiple episodes now where women have, like, sworn revenge against Jean <laughs> at the, a, mean, as the end sting, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally mean, two in a row. Truly, truly, back to back. <laughs> he's he's not he's not doing he's not doing any he's not making any wins with the ladies. He's not doing ladies any favors here. He's um, not making many friends. On no this friends. Trip. No friends. Um, can we talk about how smart Aisha is? 
Like, in the opener of episode five, they talk about, like, all of her accolades and how, like, intelligent she is and, like, how she was, like, the top of her class and, like, how she was, like, like super proud of, like, her heritage and, like, being, like, really, really good at oh, her yeah. job. The Kataro Kataro, we learned that they're this very, like, um, what's the word? They're a very, uh, um, what's the thing that America's supposed to be, but it's obviously not? Meritocracy. <laughs> it's, like, a there big meritocracy. Yeah, the Kataro, yeah it was, like, just... Just equal good, fun to live in, all of these things. But the Katara Katara homeworld is apparently all about like how good you are at your job and Mm -hmm. like, and which, which explains why she's now completely out on her ass because she failed utterly. Yeah. You got fired. Like so fired. Like you've got no money from nowhere. I just, I just like how smart she was, but I also, I called her big kitty mommy because she is big kitty Mm -hmm. mommy. Essentially. Yeah. But a big, strong kitty lady. Big, strong kitty lady. I, I, I'm a little disappointed um, that we did not get to see full beast mode. And I'm curious, like, does she Hulk out? She does mm-hmm. Hulk out. That mm-hmm. does happen in this, in this TV does. show. I, I, I'm comfortable saying that because they, they load that Chekhov's gun in this episode. Right, right. Yeah. But I won't tell you when. Yeah, but gotcha. you do get to see it, and it's dope. She goes beast mode. She does. She goes true beast mode, and I absolutely love it. This was another one of those how many times can we say Kataro Kataro in under a minute episode? <laughs> I was like, Jesus, fuck. I mean, oh my God. Oh my God. But my favorite part was after she did have her sugar crash, and she just screamed like a child when she got a second bowl of food. I was like, mm-hmm. I've, I, every day I see myself in <laughs> Asia Clan Clan. Because <laughs> I too scream when I get food, Asia. I get it. Yes. Uh, the mission of the artist is to hold the mirror up to nature, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I really loved the scene in the restaurant because when when she tries to start a fight and Jean and Jim are, uh, Jean's just like, hey, Jim, you get any fucking caster shells? <laughs> hey, check this out. Bullets? <laughs> my, my note for the scene was, why was this gun acceptable? <laughs> like, yeah, like, we just established. Yeah, why did he, why did, the, why were there not like seven dudes on him immediately, <laughs> immediately. as soon as he pulled the gun out? Right. I was like, Wait a second. Wait a second. Continuity issue. I thought you couldn't fire guns on Blue Heaven. Well, apparently you can. Um, if it's an electric gun, I guess. I was like, this yeah. turned into a taser? Welcome to but- Anime Sins. Uh, this is where we point out all the contradictions in anime. <laughs> it was just one of those things where I was like, hold on. Hold on. They're on Blue Heaven, right? Because I like was working at the time. And so I was like, no, they're... This is where they are. So I did. I absolutely asked that to myself, which was very funny. I would reenact the fight, the first fight between Asia, Clan Clan, and Jim. Jim, Gene, I would reenact that fight. That was a very fun That's fight. Fun choreography. Really yes. neat. Yes. Super fun. Super they, fun. They, put, they set up a lot of dominoes here with like Asia having like bulletproof skin. Yeah. And she calls herself immortal. Yeah, she does. The Kataro Kataro, like, they're very durable. They're they're an impressive species. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Her voice was not as grating this time because she wasn't screaming as much. I was like, that performer, okay. I mean, damn. Gosh, just blessings. Prayers and thoughts and tots and brats to that woman's voice. <laughs> truly. Truly. There's a lot of really good performances here. I was going to say, the the one other thing about Aisha, uh, uh, her, her transformation, uh, is that it is moon-dependent. <laughs> she did not realize that she was on the space station with no moon. <laughs> there were a lot of like very funny little moments like that where it's like, 
come on. Like what another one is when she she initially like goes to transform and she like takes off her cloak and all these things and then in chasing after Jean stops and remembers that she drops her clothes on the ground and like has to go and sheepishly like gather them back up. Which is one of those like behind the curtain anime moments. Where it's like, yeah, you never oh, see yeah. that usually. Oh, and there was another one where I immediately went, Oh, she fell for the oldest trick in the book where Jean was like, I'll tell you where the galactic ley line is. I'll tell you. And he like yelled at her ear and she was like, no, uh-huh. that wasn't very kind. I have big cat ears. I was like, oh, Aisha, you got got by the oldest trick in the book. This is why she's your Ryoko Newland. Mm-hmm. And I love how she always does the cat hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Cat hands, cat face, cat person. All, all the time. Just a good old cat girl ready to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Ready to kill somebody. Cat beast girl ready to pounce. There it is, right in the title. Always. Also, during this chase scene, um, this is my favorite thing where I, I was like, Gene, Gene, Jim, uh, Jim was like, Gene, are you over your space phobia? <laughs> Gene, suddenly aware that he's in space all of the time. <laughs> like, I thought it was really funny how he like gave Jim, like he kind of leaned into that. Like he, uh, at least that was my read on the situation. He was like, oh no, I'm so scared of space. And then one scene later, he can't look up without needing to sit down. <laughs> he yeah. sees a window and has a panic attack. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, hmm. Let's talk about that scene. Uh, Cause this is yeah. Jim and, and Melfina. Yeah. And this is an interesting scene. I think it actually yeah. For me, developed Melfina in a way that was interesting. Okay, I do want to know uh, more about this character. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I just can't get over is the, the I'd rather eat shit line and joke. Ha, that was, I thought, so what I liked about that scene, um, watching it now again, because I remember as a kid, I think in my brain, I immediately shipped um, Jean and Melfina. And now as an adult, I actually like going back and watching it and being like, oh, this seems like it has the trappings of a more brother-sister relationship where he's Mm -hmm. more taking Mm -hmm. her under his wing than actually trying to sleep with her, which I really liked. Although there, yeah, it's good. But he's also kind of reductive about her when he's like, you cry. Mm -hmm. You're not a person, but you act like a person. I'm like... She's got personhood. Let her have personhood. Jesus Christ. Yeah, God. I mean, maybe maybe Friday is still too 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 pertinent in my life because if I leave the state of Illinois, I don't have rights in a lot of places. Um, (laughs) But but uh, I I I liked that though. I liked how he kind of like even though simply was like, oh yeah, no, those guys are trash. And she's like, yeah, those guys are trash. And I'm like, oh, Melfina, you. It is cool to watch yeah. them rub off on her. Like, it's cool to watch her, like, become more of her own person while also picking up a little bit of their personality. Yeah, yeah. Because she likes being around Gene and Jim. There is one thing I wanted to go back to from the very beginning of this episode. I hope it's what you, I hope, I hope it's what I was going to say. Please I hope it's ahead. what, well, first of all, we get this amazing, incredible shot of Swanzo hanging out in his room. Yeah. Swanzo, let's talk about Swanzo. Let's talk about Swanzo. When his friend calls him and Swanzo's like, I, he's like, I told you never to call Welcome me Welcome to the here. Swan Zone, everybody. This is what we talk about. Nothing but Swanzo for 10 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> when you told me to, uh, uh um, Two episodes of this podcast ago that he was a little guy in a suit and that he was amphibian. I fully did not believe you. Um, it didn't make any sense and there was no hint of it. And I'm like, are you sure? And now 
you're right, and he's got a little tea set. <laughs> there was a hand. He had like froggy arms or fro- what? Are his append- so He's got some appendages that stick out, and they're like kind of gangly, like froggy arms. Like I see it toad. now. At the time, you just look like a weird robot. But <laughs> can we talk about? Can we talk about how Swanzo fucks? Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Because Swanzo heavily implies that him and Hilda were fucking. Yes, heavily, heavily implies. When you said, hot when eyes you said pro, <laughs> yeah, hot eyes, Hilda, and not other things are hot. And when you said pro bono, he specifically the, says he describes their relationship as very hot. Yes, he does. Which is like a metaphor of 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 con- a conversational metaphor that he continues throughout the rest of the episode because he describes his relationship with. Um, he, he says he had some hot deals with Fred's dad, but he felt very cool about Fred. Yeah. Huh. I mm-hmm. didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. When you were like, I'll do pro-, pro bono. You said pro bono work in your synopsis. And I was like, Swanza was pro bonin Hilda. <laughs> There's the title of the episode. Swanza's pro boning. I got it. Yes. But yes, definitely. That tea set, that chair, Swanza fucks. The tea set is mysterious to me. How the fuck does he pour that? Yeah, we're looking at a picture of it right now. I'll post it when we post this episode. Very delicately. That's not a spout. That lo- it looks like a hookah. Yeah, he looks like he is smoking his teapot. That is the goofiest goosenecked teapot I've yeah, ever that's seen. That's a water bong. <laughs> Do you think that, like... <laughs> What part of this situation is the thing that Swanzo doesn't want his his work friend to see? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what part of this is like, is he embarrassed about the pink chair, the tea set? Does he not, does he have like some modesty he's trying to uphold? I feel like, I feel like it's just more like, this is my time to have my tea <laughs> and think about my friend Toad. And you interrupted that. I earned this. My new instant headcanon is that Swanzo fucking hates that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Just does not want to be around him. What the fuck are you calling me for? (laughs) I clocked out. I do not have to talk to you right now. Right. (laughs) I honestly, I think it's as simple as that. I think it's as simple as like, I am not, I am not in the suit. When I am not in my suit, you do not talk to me. <laughs> did have did either of y'all get that guy's name? Because I still I'm just calling him Swanzo's co-worker. I think I it's know. Mickey. I, no I think it's Mickey. Maybe something Mickey. like that. It had that cadence. I think it's Mickey. Mickey or Mikey or something. It's one of those. Well, Swanzo and Mickey are not outside of work friends. That's the, the clearest <laughs> not at all. possible thing. No. <laughs> Kostrak, since you've never seen the show before, I would love to get a, a peek into what you were thinking at the end of this episode when we're talking about Fred before we actually okay, meet so, Fred. Okay, so yeah, no, no, no. I actually clocked this immediately. Their specific discomfort, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Um, this is, <laughs> yeah. Fred Lowe is going to be like a gay man and they're going to react poorly to it. Um, yep. Or he's going to act poorly, uh, as we'll discuss in just a moment. Yeah. yeah. So at first it might seem like we're doing kind of a gay panic thing, but yeah. we're actually doing a guy who has no fucking boundaries thing. Right. <laughs> right. 
Right. And like, I just, ugh. and the thing was, and I wrote this in my notes because I was like, because that was the thing I said. I was like, oh, Jim hating Fred Lowe hits very different as an adult uh-huh. um, because that was my immediate thing. Because it's like with the context of Jim being a child, a literal yep. child, Jim hating Fred Lowe. He's saying, oh, he's creepy. Oh, he's weird. I was like, cool. Are we making Fred Lowe a predator? And then we get to episode six. Don't wink at that child. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, and then it was more like, he's not, it's not just Jim. He's like that with Gene. And then it's like, yeah. And I was like, my first thought was like, cool, this is the gay panic of like the 90s. And I was like, oh, I hate this because the... The, the assumption, like, you know, they make it that he swans about a lot. He seems like he's yeah. very effeminate. And I was just like, cool. So we're making this really shitty opinion on on the surface of gay men. And I was like, ugh, this guy's exhausting. And then, yeah, he kind of like by the end, he kind of peters out. And it's just a rich boy. Yeah. With no boundaries. So, But still, I don't like that it was set up that way. No, uh, same. It, it I wish it wasn't. aged well. well. This mm-hmm. would not play, you You wouldn't, if you were producing this anime in 2022, you would probably want to update Fred. Like, yeah. he would not want, like, it's, it would be fine for him to be, like, a Liron type character from um, Gurren Lagann, because yes. Liron is at least respectful of people's boundaries, even if he's extremely yes. campy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Fred, Fred incorporates a lot of very negative stereotypes about gay men. Yeah. Um, including yeah. he like literally says to Gene, I can't, or says to Jim, can't wait to I see you in a couple of years. Like, yeah. fuck off. That dude. was so Chill. gross. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I was watching the Hulu version, which is the completely unedited version with the dub. And yeah, he says, oh, I can't wait until you're a couple, of, I, until I see you and you're a couple of years older, Jim. And he was like, I hope to be far away from here by then. Uh-huh. And I'm just like. And then there was another scene where I know that you said it was heavily edited in the Toonami version, but there's another scene. I don't know um, if y'all saw this or not, but when he's sitting on the couch next to Gene and he blows in Gene's ear and Gene is like, get the, like essentially was like, back the fuck off, bro. And I was like, we're going to, I hate this. (laughs) I don't, I don't know if that was in the Toonami version. That was not, no. The, okay, okay, the, okay. The ear blowing was not in Toonami. Gene okay. just gets up and points a gun at him for no reason in the Toonami. Oh, version. that's, that's normal, weird. Totally not, normal. Yeah, totally normal. Okay, that's weird. No context. Okay, um, yeah. I want to I wanna drop this because I like to... There's this website called BehindTheVoiceActors.com, which is basically IMDB for cartoons specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really great. I love going on here. Um, Fred Lowe's voice actor, Ezra Weiss. Um, first of all, Ezra, if you're listening... No shade, bud. You did a great job. I think the vocal performance yeah. is actually quite good. Mm-hmm. No, this is a writing problem, not a yeah. Voice it's not a problem. it's not an actor problem. It's a writer's problem. The yeah. reason I bring it up is because if you all have watched uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, yes, you may recognize Ezra Weiss's voice. Really, he provided the voice in the English dub for Panacotta Fugo. <gasps> in the uh, Golden Wind season. Okay. Um, out of all of the people on Outlaw Star, he's one of the only ones who is like still working really consistently. Come on, let's go. The other one is the voice actress who plays Twilight Suzuka, Wendy Lee, whose name may be familiar to you. A little bit. What yeah. else has she done? Where have I um, heard that? Her, her number one thing is Detective Conan. She's played <gasps> Conan yes. in all the Detective Conan series. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but she also just, she works, she works her ass off. Like she's always working. She's in One Punch Man. She was super S in that show. Okay. Oh, okay. She was in Persona 3, oh, uh, Soul Calibur. She's played, she's played uh, Shenghua in Soul Calibur. Come on. Yeah, she's all over the place. She played Lin the, from Fire Emblem and Fire Emblem Warriors. She was <laughs> even in Danganronpa. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, so she's she's busy. She does a lot of stuff. Still in the game. Oh, yeah. hey, guess what? Tying it back to the game, she plays Bulma. Oh, Come on, no. let's go. There's there's the one. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I feel like this voice is a little less developed than some of the other voices she's done, but I this is Twilight Suzuka's first episode, so. Right. Yeah, that's true as well. And this is right. a perfect sort of transition for us to now talk. We talked about Aisha. We talked about... Um, uh, Swanzo. Now it's yeah. time for us to talk about. Uh, t is it Twilight? Twilight Suzuka. Suzuka. Yeah. Twilight Suzuka. Oh, <laughs> oh! The big question I had for the narrator of episode six: Did he want us to ask ourselves if we were moons, ladies? Do you feel the waning and the waxing of yourself? <laughs> Are you a moon? <laughs> Do you feel, do you weep while you watch the wind? That's, that's the funniest of all of the intros. So far, <laughs> yeah, all women are special is it, it, one step above all boys become men. <laughs> it was so, and I was thinking, I was like, what is this? And he did say something about waning or waxing or something impassioned. And my brain went, are we moons? Are you comparing me to a lunar, a lunar module in space? I mean, I'll take it. You know, for me, it was an invitation. I, I saw it more as an invitation. It felt like an ad that was like, ladies, <laughs> have you thought about professionally killing? <laughs> it really felt like an ad. Like, hey, check this out. Have you thought about, did you know that all women have this capacity? <laughs> did you know that you're an electric eel of the universe? You can feel those currents of the universe under your skin, ladies. You should murder. Have you tried murder there's money in it <laughs> you know honestly not yet but i'm thinking mm. about it oh mm, yeah thinking that's about it <laughs> boom truly um honestly though suzuka is cool she is actually <laughs> very you, cool you, <laughs> <laughs> as long as somebody feels seen every episode that's all i want that's I, I, I do want. agree that Suzuka is very cool. I like Suzuka a lot. Oh, she's yeah. cool, and then you know what? She's cool, and then they ah, uh, I didn't like how they treated her at the end. No, me neither. That was disappointing. I I felt it to be very. I felt that they made everything that she did before super performative. Like, oh no, my dress came undone. I lost the foot race. She oh. literally does the spinning. Like, Jean grabs no. the 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 sash and she spins yeah. out of it. Like. Are yes. you kidding me? I know. So you're telling me the lady who cut a fucking bus in half is right. defeated with a wooden by, sword. Yeah. A wooden sword. A wooden sword. Yeah. Is defeated by her dress coming down? Yeah, Jean rips her sash off and then smells it. Cool. Really oh, cool. Like, I love this scene. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, my pride. And I'm like, no, baby, it's just your boobies. Go get your sword. Go get your sword. Kill that man. You could. You probably don't even need man. the sword. Oh, <laughs> you don't. You, you don't. How did this world famous, what they call her, class A assassin, get laid low? Well, uh, the dumbest man in the galaxy held a gun up to her sword. What? Right. <laughs> right. And I was just he like, holds her sword hostage by pointing a gun at it like it's a person. 
And here's the thing. There is a there was a ref, there's a quick expositional like back and forth between the bodyguards how cuz they were talking about what was it? I got to scroll up and find it. You took that on on the on the 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 embography. <laughs> On the okay. scanner, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the demography. I will also post this. Um, they meant to say thermography, and they said demography. <laughs> but like they were scanning her to make sure she didn't have any weapons on her, and they were apparently only scanning for metal because that's how she mm. got through security with her bokuto because they were expecting her they were like she did all that with a wooden sword because they didn't believe that she like blew holes in the ceiling with a wooden sword so i'm like so the assumption is i'm assuming based off of their off of uh, one off of your reputation and two off of off of your off of the damage you did with just a wooden sword that you probably know how to fight with more than one type of weapon and at least more than one type of sword so you shouldn't be too swayed by your yeah, Bokuto you, getting shot to bits. If you can move so fast that you can deflect bullets, what's happening here? What's happening here? Like, I was just like, what was the, it was, and it was like the shoddiest dialogue because it was just like, it was truly like, she was like, oh, my pride keeps yeah, me that, from. All of that dialogue felt like a first draft. Uh, and it was like so, it was so, oh, it was, I was so mad because she's so, she's set up to be so cool and so ominous. And then she like can't run faster than the guy who literally doesn't have a spaceship license. Like he can't even park his own car. Yeah, I, I, I will say with this episode, <laughs> especially this character, the shine has come a little off the apple. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, the the introduction episodes for Suzuki. Well, I'm not going to make excuses. Like the the show is cool later on. It has yeah. some struggles in the opening. Yeah. Um, oh, I think she gets cool stuff throughout. But I, yeah, it, it's not it's not immune to critique. No, no. Yeah. And she and she does and she she's still she doesn't lose her cool. She's still cool. Um, but it's very much like, I was like, man, y'all set her up to be like this absolute, like just cold blooded killer, like this true gangster. And then her dress came undone. She's no Cardi B. I tell you it, that. This feels like a true JRPG moment for me where you, you beat the bad guy and then they become incredibly weak and join the party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's not Beatrix. No. She's not a Beatrix. No, not at all. There was a... Oh, this was another thing. On on the same ridiculous, like, note as Vembography, our, our himbo our himbo meter, um, West Virginia Spaceport. Did anybody oh, catch yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. So when Gene floods his landing, it's at West Virginia Spaceport. What? How is West Virginia relevant in space? Because this is, they mention they're traveling to a place called, I'm getting my notes, Sentinel 3. Is that right? Yes, yeah, that's, that's uh, where they're Gene from. and Jim's homeworld. Yeah. Yeah. but And then they're also talking about Earth, but this is West Virginia spaceport. They're not on Earth, right? I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. Because they talk mm -mm. about the Federation and Earth and some stuff like that. So it, it did not feel like that's where they were. No. Um, but I guess if you go out into space, you name stuff after, you know. Um, states. <laughs> that one in particular. It's just like no comment. Maybe some of our listeners are from the <laughs> blank state of West Virginia. Oh my 
<laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I was just more like, out of all the things to persist, it's West Virginia. I mean, okay. Maybe they really like John Denver out there in the future. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> just, it was just so wild. I was like, what? I don't remember much about like setting details, so we may encounter more things like this. Mm-hmm. As we go through how how lost I didn't I didn't remember that either, which is why I was just like West Virginia. <laughs> like, I was just like, huh? Sure. Country roads take me home. I One know more it. Thing this episode we do get a little bit more of a character I am just desperate to have more screen time, which is Gilliam. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. There's a little funny exchange that happens in the in the port when they're with Swanzo. And I just, I'm really desperate to hear more <laughs> yeah. of this AI. And is that where Gilliam is like, oh, Gene, this makes me worried for my future. <laughs> yeah. And Gene just yells, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I know. The adversarial, like, just, oh, my God. <laughs> shut up. You're not my real dad, Gilliam. God. I really love how Gene, fucking Gilliam makes him so mad instantly. <laughs> it's like, really- it's. It's irrationally mad too. Which yeah. makes it so <laughs> For, like, funny. Truly no Meanwhile, reason. Gilliam seems to have fun with how much Gene hates him, which is even funnier to me. <laughs> I think that's what that's what I loved about it, because they're talking about him like he's not there and he's like essentially like, I can hear you. I just want to be better. And he's like clearly so sarcastic. I'm like, yes. Yes. I am stealing a comparison from last episode, but remember I, I talked about a car that you had to be nude to drive? This is, on top of that, you also have to argue with your car to drive it. <laughs> and it's kind of, like, it's kind of weirdly passive-aggressive with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, what if Knight Rider was kind of a, just a little piece of shit, you know? <laughs> I, yeah, I love I love Gilliam. Gilliam's is such a fun character. This will develop more in yes. exactly the way you want it to, basically. Absolutely. Excellent. Like, yeah, they were like, how do we take Alfred and Lucius Fox, but specifically Morgan Freeman's Lucius Fox before Morgan Freeman's <laughs> Lucius Fox ever existed, and put it onto a spaceship, and then we got Gilliam, and I'm like, yes. This is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> Gilliam's voice actor, unfortunately, not super active anymore, uh, but I think he puts in great performance here. Uh, we'll see so much more of, of Gilliam as time goes on. Yes. Uh, he is a full member of the crew. He's counted as the sixth main member of the of the cast. So, like, he's not a side character. He's not a guest star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gilliam's I, here to stay. I'm still, and I, I'm certain they're going to do some space travel, but I feel like, as of right now, the crew is kind of... At least based on the opening, the crew is is split up, um, and half of them yeah. hate Gene, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is a fun dynamic. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's a it's big one eighty from Tenchi, where everybody loved Tenchi, and now everybody hates Gene. All these women are trying to kill me. All these women trying to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> and Jim just kind of tolerates Gene because Jim's a minor. But if Jim wasn't a minor, that was something I wrote. I was like, how is it that the most emotionally mature person on the entire crew is 11? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, I said, um, I said, something. can we get the adult to drive, a.k.a. Jim, in reference to parking the space, the space shuttle? Because I was like, Jim's like sitting there backseat driving. And I was like, Jim, why don't you just do it? Clearly, you're the grown up here. But, it fe- but the, uh, the other side of that is I think Gene is like angrily insisting like, no, I'm the adult. <laughs> I get to drive. I get to drive. Even though I'm afraid of space and I don't know how to fly a ship. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, Jim's got multiple licenses with multiple birth years so he can have his own bank account. <laughs> hey, also, this is something that came up. They said they were going to go back and find the car. They didn't do they that. Did not. They did not. Never went do back that. to find the car. Jim's car. is in the middle of a cornfield. He I owns if that's that. ever going to come back. <laughs> I can't remember if it does. I think so. I don't I know. I so. I feel bad for Jim. I know. He put so much work into that car. What's his passion project? Well, um, maybe someday <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> about, what, what do he call it? The Aaron Fow or something like that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing, because I, I think we're, we're heading up on time here. Mm-hmm. Talking about the outlaw star of the ship, do you all notice... Mm-hmm. And, and maybe maybe I'm wrong on this. I haven't looked at a screenshot uh, and, and really compared them side by side. But it really seems like the cockpit is just a really tiny version of the ship. Like it's a, a race car bed, essentially. Oh, it's very race car bed. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very race car bed. Yeah. There's just Which multiple Which again, pods. to bring us back to the car analogy, what if to drive your car, you had to sit in a smaller car inside of your car and drive that? <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like cars, so you put a car in your car, so you can car <laughs> I think yep. about that show every day. That's a deep pull. That's old. Lives in my head rent free. Uh, do you know what's really funny? Actually, speaking of this, I'm really glad you brought this up because all Outlaw Star is from 2001. So if you go on, or at least it came to America in 2001, if you go on Google and you put the search term Outlaw Star memes in, yeah, what you will find is a fine vintage of uh, back when memes were just all memes followed the uh, inspirational posters format. <laughs> Yep. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I remember these days. <laughs> yeah. That's what you'll find Ooh. if you put Outlast Star memes in there. That's oh, yeah. great. I, 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 can I just say I Googled something else and it's working out a lot worse? Don't <laughs> Google 2001 memes because um, there was. That's not good. Okay. Is it all a space odyssey or is it literally it's the all year 2000 stuff? Oh, whoa. Oh, that's, no. Oh, yikes. We can cut that. Let's end this episode. Okay. So, hey, before we actually do the real wrap up, I wanted to talk about. So, I put a poll on the Twitter about what anime we should watch next. And I kind of feel like uh, now is a good time to shift gears and start looking at something else for a little mm-hmm, while mm-hmm. obviously come back to outlaw star just like come back to tenchi so i the the winner of the poll was sailor moon Ooh. Now, here here's what i you know i'm a fake anime fan as as we all know um i did not realize sailor moon is not a single season show no no however it's, it's long a lot of the other shows that i definitely want to watch on this on this prod, pro podcast are not single season either Mm-hmm. So I think we may be adjusting our mission statement. Yeah, maybe we just do what we did exactly with Tenchi and Outlaw Star, and let's watch several episodes of it, sort yeah. of judge it and and analyze it from that. And over time, we will build up, uh, you know, a sampling of of many different animes, and then dive yeah. deeper into those that really need it. Yeah, yeah. I basically, think that's, the that's reason. Fair. 
the reason I constructed the concept was because I didn't want to get locked into like Naruto or One Piece or right. another anime that has 500,000 episodes right. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can still avoid those, I think. Um, but I think what I think we're going to abandon the single season mandate and just go for stuff that came out of that time period that is specifically not your like, you know, lowest common denominator shonen kind of stuff. And I don't mean to hate on that. I love I mean, One Piece is great. Naruto is great. Uh, Dragon Ball's oh, yeah, great, yeah. obviously. But they are they are their own beast and essentially yeah. an entirely different genre and I would almost say medium. Like they're so different. Yeah, for real, for right. real. That's yeah, I, 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 I fully agree with that. Yeah. So I think I think uh, Sailor Moon is what we should go with next. I'm um, down. I've I've never seen Sailor Moon. You've never seen it? I've never seen Sailor I have Moon. also never I mean, I think I've seen individual episodes like Same. the tsunami. Yeah, uh, like I randomly never catching sat down them. And watched it. Um, and I know that um, my partner Rachel is going to be very excited to hear I've, this. I know, I know the Sailor Scouts, and I know Tuxedo Mask, and I obviously yeah, I, I know I, the characters. Some of I them. know the cats because my last roommate, mm. shout out to my last roommate um, Victor Ceballos, um, one of the cats was in fact named Artemis, or is still he's still alive. Um, so I, I'm aware of Sailor Moon. It's been in my in my life, but I've never like sat down and watched it at all. Well, I will. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, I didn't look at the episode list, but I'll broadcast the the watching menu to you all and to our fans uh, sometime before the next episode goes up, so they know exactly what what to expect. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I think we can. We'll bid farewell to Outlaw Star for now. We'll uh, get a little bit more grounded, and we'll take on our very first Magical Girl show. Yeah. I'm legitimately excited to talk about this. Me too. Yeah, me too. Uh, also, you know, just a sneak preview, there are some really, really good Sailor Moon movies Ooh. that uh, I'd love to tackle in the future. And I think, yeah, Will we'll we just get see into that bonus episode territory. Oh, maybe. Okay. We'll see. All right. This week's meeting of the After School Anime Club has come to a close. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you. And if you'd like to follow us online, you can at Anime Club Pod on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Max Newland underscore. Uh, Kostrak, how about you? You can find me at uh, Max underscore Attacks on Twitter. Uh, interact with the um, Anime uh, Club Twitter and I will find you and I will like your tweets. It's true. Uh, and Stevie, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, under the handle A Smattering. Um, I will also like your tweets, and if they're real, real good, I'll probably quote tweet them. <gasps> Whoa! I do do quote that. tweeted by the host of a podcast. Oh I my do. God. I did that the other day where I just like quote tweeted somebody going ah, so you'll get that maybe. Uh, since our show is so new, weird. This is episode six. We've only been on the air for six weeks. 
Um, if you want to support us, the best thing you can do is to tell your friends about After School Anime Club because word of mouth is the number one reason podcasts get spread around. Uh, but the other thing that you can do if you don't want to do that is just leave a five-star review with a rating on Apple Podcast or whatever podcast platform you use. Um, and if you, uh, I've already read one, uh, but if you leave us a five-star review, it's particularly funny or entertaining and free of chicken-headed shit, I will read it on air in this yes. segment. Oh, yeah. And hey, before I forget, Moonshot. Yeah, We're a proud Moonshot. member of the Moonshot Moonshot's Network. Good. Moonshot's, Moonshot's great. good. Moonshot's great. Um, Moonshot, we love to uh, we love to support artists. We love to support uh, creators who do interesting things. I actually got to appear on a Moonshot show recently. Yeah, um, you did. One of Moonshot's most recent podcasts, The Hyperfixation, where if you like this show, I went on there to tell my new friend Roma about how much I love Tenchi Muyo. Um, so I think you will enjoy that. That's wonderful. <laughs> Moonshot's on Twitter at Moonshot Pods. They're on Twitch, Twitch slash Moonshot Network. There's lots of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. And again, we're so glad we got to spend this time with you. Thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll see you at the next meeting. <laughs> <laughs>